bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Celebration time for the podcast this week. Welcome along. All three of us here in the very hot room, but we don't care. Sun's out. Sun's out. That's not the reason to celebrate. That's <laughs> not the reason to celebrate. The reason to celebrate, of course, is that for the first time since April, we're sitting here doing a podcast following a Talker United victory. That's very nearly six months since we last sat here with broad smiles on our faces and Talker United won a game. So, welcome along. It's the Yellow Army Devon Live Talker United podcast. It's hot. It's October. But at last, at the 14th time of asking, Torquay have won a league game. Um, and what a way to win it too. What a way to win it indeed, <laughs> you're quite right Richard. Um, in case you're just returning from the North Pole, or I would say it's hot in here by the way. Um, my, my running club clubmate Jeremy Goddard is currently running across the Atacama Desert in Chile, which is even hotter and even drier than this room that we're in the moment, so good luck to him. But Tuesday night, Torquay United 4, Maidenhead 0. An exciting game, strange start to the game as well, delayed kick-off, can't remember one of those for a while, but we were very satisfied with that performance, I think, weren't we? Yeah, I, I, for those of us who made the trip to Dagenham last Saturday, I, I, we United played so well at Dagenham, uh, um, brackets for so well, with such commitment, such effort, work rate, discipline, all those sort of stuff, and a bit of football as well. Yeah. Um, and then went and lost it in the last in stoppage time, as we all know. But and it was a penalty, wasn't it? It was a penalty. Yeah. But we, we, you come away from there after all the disappointments that have happened in the previous games. Yeah. And it's almost like you daren't think, hang on a minute, I saw something today. Yeah. Because you've had so many knockdowns before. But I did come away from there. The fans, United fans there, best part of 200 Torquay supporters at Dagenham, fantastic turnout and support. They spent most of the afternoon cheering and shouting yeah. and urging the team on. It was not sitting with your arms folded or your hands on, uh, on, on your knees and your head down. And they came away thinking, we've seen a team today. Yeah. And then, of course, the importance is, can they come home and produce something? Now... If United had come home and produced a decent performance on Tuesday and had got a one-all draw out of it or something like that, everybody would go, oh, OK, fair enough. At least it's a step forward moving and all that, right moving in the right direction. Yeah. But to win 4-0 was a sort of a statement that went not only to the people who turned up on Tuesday night, and by the way, I thought the atmosphere, as usual, when the diehards turn up and the backs are against the wall was, was terrific. It was and good, wasn't it? Gary yeah. Owls was talking yeah. about that in his press conference today. He said he turned around, he went back into the players and said, look... They are dying for you to get a result tonight. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, for, for, for those fans who, who, who turned up, created a good atmosphere, but also for the people who didn't go on Tuesday night, and nobody's criticising them. Most talkie fans you know, do their best to turn up. It's a statement, wasn't it? It's a statement yeah. to everybody, 4-0, on the back of a decent performance at Dagenham. No way should they have lost at Dagenham last Saturday. Dagenham a second... Mm. Uh, Macclesfield by the way who yeah. we should have got a result against a fortnight ago are now top they're about the 400th team to be top of the league it's this incredible season. isn't it yeah. no one um, wants to win this division no, <laughs> there, there you are um, and it was 
that was the feeling of it. And of course, the other crucial point about Tuesday night was they got an early goal. Yeah. How many games have United played this season? They've started pretty well. They've done all right. First 15, 20 minutes, you know, banging away, etc., etc., etc. Haven't scored. No. But they have the players up there who, at the moment, are on that kind of form that they look like scoring. McCoyd. Good goal, looked like scoring. Reese Murphy was involved in everything as yeah. well, wasn't he? And we'll, we'll talk about Luke Young in a minute. Cause yes. I, I thought he had a uh, And, of game. course, United's brand new signing. Yeah. Just in a couple of days ago, Liam Davis. Did, uh, who is this man? Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, well done. A nod to Kevin Nicholson here. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, has had this nightmare run of, of with this very, and very, very odd injury, and a very well. odd injury as well. Mm. Um, uh, and he 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 made his debut at a uh, bit of a surprise debut. I don't think many people expected him to actually start at uh, at Dagenham. Looked the part straight from the kickoff. Yeah. Uh, United fans right behind where he was playing at left back loved him. You think right now is that the real? Is that have we have we seen something here? You come home on the Tuesday night against uh, against Maidenhead, and the home fans saw it yeah. as well. And he does look a very very accomplished player. Yes, yeah, very, right. yeah. very good on the ball. Very good on the ball. We were saying in, in the office earlier on uh, that, that there are some players in football who you walk past them in the corridor and then you think, my goodness, you're a big lad, aren't you? And then out on the pitch, they don't seem yeah. so big. Liam Davis walks past you, past you in the corridor, and he's you know he's yeah. six foot tall. Have out on the pitch? Looks a giant. He looks a giant. Yeah, and my and dad was saying exactly was the same it? thing. Yeah. And, the game and on um, so big, big, big fingers crossed that yeah. he can stay fit now. That his injury problems are behind him. So is, is he um, free of that very strange foot injury? That yeah, he had? yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. gone. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's gone. Um, you know that, that, he, that he wouldn't be out there if he was still mm. in pain. You know and. Um, uh, he's had he's had a, a, a history, as, as Gary Owls was talking about this week, of injury problems in his career. We're talking about somebody who was playing in the championship for Yeovil not yeah. long ago, um, uh, and uh, you know he's played for Coventry, Northampton, good clubs, Oxford. Um, so fingers crossed that United have picked up a real good one then uh, yeah. there, uh, because that left back position is so important. United have been wonderfully lucky over the years, haven't they, to have had a series of very accomplished left backs in a position that often most clubs find yeah. difficult to fill. It's just nice to have these positions nailed down, isn't it? Yeah, in um, other words, on Saturday against Dover, I dare say Gary Hours isn't at the moment looking to change no. Higgins, Gowling, yeah. McGinty, no. Davis. And, that, you know, and um, that brings with it a confidence and a, and a, and a, and a yeah, ability to, to play with each other, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that defensive unit, we we should mention Vincent as well, or Vincent, Vincent Dorel, the, uh, the uh, yeah, goalkeeper, yeah. Who, who's who's all of a sudden got two uh, two goalkeepers to train with because Ryan Clark returned to full training this week. Yeah, uh, oh, okay. Uh, um, plus, um, young in Neil Osborne. Yeah, and um, so that's a, an interesting uh, Jeez, uh, mix. It? But yeah. as Gary Owls has said today, um, you know, good luck to Ryan Clark. Coming back into it, uh, but at the moment, Vincent Durrell has the shirt, um, and and until he does something uh, to change yeah. uh, that situation, um, he'll keep it. And that's and, the way um, that, that it should be. Isn't well, it? And he hasn't right. he hasn't yeah. done anything to make no, you no, think no, that, no. that his place is in any doubt. No, no, he's had no. some good games. He is uh, he's confident with the ball, isn't he? Yeah. No, he's he, There's a classic case of a of a man who's playing for his career. 
yeah. and a contract here, a potential contract here. He's 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 got a, an offer of a of a deal to, and, until about Christmas, um, and uh, uh, you know he's playing. I, it's off his off the line. He he he. he you don't yeah. you don't. He comes to catch the ball, and you're not thinking, oh my goodness, here we go, what's happening? Here? <laughs> but he also comes um, out of it comes out to meet situations yes he does well. yeah and in fairness to Ryan Clark <laughs> he's just yeah. as capable but um, uh, he's had the unfortunate uh, you yeah. know time of being injured and now he's got to try and hope and wait that Durrell yeah. makes a mistake uh, and gives him a chance to get back in um, uh, and you know good luck to both of them yes indeed um, we were talking about some of the other people who played particularly well on Tuesday. I thought Luke Young had his best game for quite a while. Yeah, I thought he was um, selected as man of the match, wasn't he? I he think. was. Yeah, and I think they got that right. He was involved in everything. He was involved in two of the first three goals and scored yeah. the other one. Yeah, what a strike, by the way. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, and well done to Jamie Reid for realising that he was arriving in a slightly better, better, yeah. better Jamie position. Had, Jamie had done well to, to keep, come inside, come inside right. and keep control of the ball That's because right. he was trying to get away from him let's he say, was let's face and, 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 and he'd beaten a couple of people coming inside and was looking to get a shot away and Indeed. couldn't quite get the ball out from under yeah. his feet and he good, well done he realised at the last second that Youngie I presume Youngie probably gave him a shout but yeah. uh, and just, just hopped out of the yeah. way and Youngie just closed in and crunched it didn't he but, uh, and talking about Liam Davis there were a couple of occasions when you could see that Luke Young was getting getting monstered in midfield he was looking for an out ball and right across the other side of the field, Liam Davis was there, yeah. in position, ready to receive the ball. Well, it's interesting you should say that, Guy, because um, uh, Gary Owls has been talking about that very self-same move. Yeah. The, the, the business of, in that case you're talking about the left back, mm -hmm. but the business of switching the play and opening up yeah. the pitch as mm. much as possible. Now, the difference is that when you play Jamie Reid, on the right-hand side, doesn't he look much happier there? And yeah. Josh McCoy on the left-hand side. Um, if you're only going to have Reese Murphy up front, okay, by all means hit Reed and and McCoy and whoever's yeah. coming up to support. But it means that in this particular case, Luke Young has got to get up yeah. to support to support Murphy. Or as happened at times against Mackles, um, uh, Dagenham last Saturday, Murphy ended up a bit a bit isolated because. Obviously, it's away from home. Mm. We have to be a little bit more uh, um, circumspect, um, and it and it meant that Murphy at times was a little bit on, on his own. As hard as everybody was working, particularly against a good a good um, Dagenham side, who, yeah. who you have to watch out for them, or else they'll they'll they'll, they'll hurt you. There was there was another thing that I noticed uh, on Tuesday night that. Higgins long throws. Yeah. Now, up until now, they've literally been long throws into the box, and let's see who yeah. gets something on it. Yeah. But noticeably on Tuesday, there was more of a, a kind of routine that went with the long throw. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed. There was a, a player that would come towards yes. him and bring a couple of players out, out. of the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then go back in, and 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 I think in the the first half there was a situation where you could tell that, that they've been working on that well, training ground dear dear I, I think <laughs> well. it's funny you should say that, <laughs> um, but uh, it's uh, just proves we were watching the game exactly, well, exactly. yes. you know, Gary I was just talking about one of the things that pleased him most on Tuesday night apart from all the other things we've been talking about and all the other people have been going up and saying well done was the fact that United set plays throw-ins free kicks corners yeah. which they've been working very hard on he said it's several of them worked 
on Tuesday night to good effect. The yeah. free kick for the first goal, yeah. Uh, yeah. and lots and others as well. Uh, and the throw-ins are something they've been working on, you know, uh, quite a lot. And of course, for players, when they work all through the week on something, if it doesn't work on Saturday and it doesn't work the following Saturday, it doesn't work the Tuesday night for one reason or another, then you go back on the training ground and you try and do it again. When it's just worked on the Tuesday night and you've scored from that and you've got this and that and that, and you go back and do the work again, which you have to do. Yeah. Well, you do the it with a good deal more there, uh, conviction, yeah. don't you? That's true. And Jamie Reid, we mentioned Jamie Reid then. I thought Jamie Reid had a good game on Tuesday. He he's, like you say, he's happier over on that side. Same here. He plays better over there, and, and he looked much more at ease with himself on Tuesday. Yeah, got and got a goal, goal for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah that's too. right. Um, but he's, uh, even without the goal, he played, he he did. played well. Um, you know, I, look, occasionally all managers are going to have to play a right-footed player on the left-hand side, yeah. especially through injuries and suspensions, and that is the reason why he was playing there for most of the time under Kevin Nicholson and also to start with under Gary Hours. Uh, but since Josh McCoy has come in, who, by the way, is also a right-footed player, but has got that more experience and yeah. is slightly happier, more comfortable on the left-hand side, it's enabled Reed to go on the right, and, and he, he definitely looks more, more comfortable there. Yeah. So 4-0, I mean... Tremendous result. We all really enjoyed that as well. It was a birthday present for Gary Hours as yep. well. A slightly belated oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday to, him to Kevin Nicholson, by the way. He was 37 the, was. the day before. He was indeed. Yep. But I particularly enjoyed the reaction of players and fans at the final whistle on Tuesday because I, th- I was I was thinking, well, how is, how is this going to play out? Because it's not as if they've just won promotion or anything like that. And there was that moment when the players went across to the pop side, as they always do. And the, it struck me the reaction was like, if you're a parent of a truculent teenager, not that either of us ever have been, of course, um, and they finally get around to doing that piece of homework they've been delaying. <laughs> and I think we probably both have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And your reaction is, finally, well done, yeah. now let's get on with something else. And that, yeah. that was kind of the feeling on Tuesday night, wasn't yeah, it? it I, was, I, you know, there, was, there was as much relief as there was celebration. Yes, and I, I, the fact that there were four up at half-time, I mean, the, you know, the, the, when the players went off at half-time and the whole place is on its feet at half-time, 4-0, yeah. that, that was an expression of relief, exultation, excitement. Yeah. Everything. In other words, it wasn't that they were just leading 1-0 or 2-0 or 2-1 or something they were four up at half time yeah. and had absolutely battered oh, uh, Maidenhead very completely uh, convincing performance that's right there I wasn't mean, a moment when no you felt uh, the second slip. half okay Maidenhead got nothing to lose they've arrived in a heap after a pretty difficult journey half an hour delay kick off they still look as if they were swapping one or two they never on the pitch went back half-time. into the, the changing room after warming up did they not really no. um, in, in dribs and drabs they did but basically they, they, they've had a difficult difficult day haven't they yeah. they've got a fair few part timers in that team yeah um, uh, now those things can go one of two ways I remember years and years ago I think Dave Smith was the manager I wouldn't be 100% sure we went to Bristol Rovers for a League Cup tie. It was at Twerton Park, Bath, when Bristol Rovers yeah. were playing there. Uh, we had a nightmare trip up. Um, the, all the roads were clogged. We couldn't even get to the hotel for a pre-match meal. Uh, I remember the team coach pulling over on a corner stores, people buying Mars bars, all sorts of stuff. The players tra- changed on the coach. Yeah. Drove into the car park at Twerton Park, got off, off the coach, went straight out on the pitch, warmed up. 
result. Bristol Rovers nil. Torquay won. Mark Loram a goal. So sometimes, if you turn that adversity yeah. around, it can sort of work for you uh, because it takes it, it kind of almost relaxes the player. It takes their, their, their sort of mind off things a bit. Uh, and you get that feeling of, oh, what the hell, come on, let's just go and get stuck in. Yeah. Now, unfortunately for Maidenhead, they were hit with a goal after less than four minutes. Now, that changes everything, doesn't it? And at half-time, I'm sure Alan Devonshire, top man, top manager. Top player he uh, was Top as well, player he was he? as yeah. well. Oh, dapper, didn't he look? He yeah. did, yeah. I'm sure he, I'm sure he had an effect of yeah. some kind. They yeah. got nothing to lose in the second half. They came out, had a go, all credit to them. But United didn't concede. I didn't really think that Maiden had looked that dangerous. It wasn't as if they were kind of like creating chance after yeah. chance after chance. And then United, towards the end of the game, I thought last ten minutes or so, got stronger. They were back and, on top and, again. And they were they? back on top again by the end of the game. But so, I, I quite liked the way. I mean, from an entertainment point of view, maybe not. But I quite liked the way Torquay didn't go hell for leather for four, five, six goals. They already got four, but they. Took care of what they had, yeah. didn't they? They didn't so much shut up shop, but there were no, no mistakes, no. nothing given away, no, no risks no. taken. And I, I thought that was quite admirable. Yeah, quite. And you know, United. Let's face it; they're, they're not suddenly going to start playing like Barcelona. Uh, and uh, or should it be Borussia Dortmund? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we'll get on to that in a minute. We will. Um, but uh, uh, so it's a bit tough to demand that they dominate a team like Maidenhead, who had beaten a whole series of good sides yeah. this season for ninety yeah. minutes. Um, you know, my goodness, they haven't made that much progress in the last week or two. So, um, you know, fingers crossed. It's a, it's an upward graph. You know, it's got to keep going now. Long Gary Alves was yeah. very yeah. very insistent today that those are the standards that, that have been set. You know, no matter what the old uh, um, you know results are over the next few weeks, yeah. it's no good playing like that once every three or four weeks and then falling back to, to old standards. No. He said he was reasonably happy with the performance at Barrow, uh, although they had a load of issues to, mm. to contend with there with injuries. For him, the one blip, so big blip close far, was Macclesfield at home where they didn't play well. Yeah. We should probably still have got a result in that match um, you know, without the, 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 the goal that, that, that United gave Macclesfield that day. And Macclesfield are now top of the table. Yeah. Who knows what might have happened that afternoon. If it had stayed at nil-nil, United are at home. They might well have got one in the last yeah. 10 or 15 minutes and things would look a bit different. But, but as he, things stand, the, yeah. the league table does look a little bit more encouraging we after are, one... We are only 19 points off the top. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> the play, and there are playoff places to be had here, but wh however well Torquay play over the next few weeks, uh, and there is, like all Torquay United fans, I'm now feeling a bit more confident that, that they have set themselves a standard that they can keep to. But however well they play, it's not going to be a quick job getting out of this relegation zone. No, is no it? it isn't. And, and Gary Hours and Martin Cole are the very first people to know that. Yeah. Um, uh, I think one of the encouraging things is that, is that some of the new players who have undoubtedly improved the team are going to be around for a little while. Uh, um, uh, Reese Murphy and Josh McCoy are both here on three-month loans. So it's not like they're, they're, they've got a month and then they're going off. Uh, so we can look forward to having them around yeah. for a little while, and in both those cases, getting better, mm. because neither of them has played much football this season no. before they came out here. Okay, they're fit, but uh, both of them feel that they're not a hundred percent match sharp. Now, if that's the case, and they've helped to improve the team already, you know, fingers crossed that, yeah. that there's more to come there. And the, the partnership of Gary Hours and Martin Cool 
has given Torquay a, a noticeably different approach on the touchline, hasn't it? Well, you you know that that's what the fans see, and yeah. you've obviously seen it as well. That they, they are quite an animated couple, on, in, yeah. in especially the, Martin uh, Cole. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, can but, hear him from miles away too, can't you? Yeah. 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 There was a moment at Dagenham last Saturday where uh, Sean McGinty, who, who very unfortunately gave the penalty away in stoppage time, uh, um, he made uh, uh, what must have been certainly in Cole's eyes a bit of a mistake in the first half. He got. Dogs abuse from, from, from Martin Cool uh, 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 on on the touchline, and I, I looked across. Oh my goodness, Grace, he's catching it, isn't he? Yeah, Sean Sean's catching it, and I I looked down to carry on tapping away or saying something on the on the radio, and, and with that, uh, Callum Evans got injured down the other end of the pitch, and it was a pause in play, and I turned around. The next time I turned around and looked at the pitch, about a minute later, there was Martin Cool with his arm round Sean McGinty on the touchline. Making some very emphatic points to him about what had gone on before, etc., etc., etc. Turned round, slapped him on the backside, and sent him back out again. But it was a classic case of, yeah, yeah. a rollicking one minute and a, come on, you can do better than that the next. Yeah. And uh, they're they're. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier on. They're not an odd couple. They're not an odd couple. They're an interesting couple. Ours and and Paul. Cool. Yeah. They're they're very different in lots of ways. Uh, ours. Is Gary Hours has, has been around a long time in coaching and management, uh, especially in lower division yeah. stuff. Uh, he 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 knows his stuff inside out. Um, uh, uh, Martin Cool uh, just about to complete his UEFA Pro license coaching badge. Been working at Reading, caretaker manager of Reading in the Championship for a brief period. Been coaching their under 23s. That's quite high powered stuff. Um, uh, he's very passionate about football and the way it should be played and all this kind of stuff uh, uh, and uh, they, they, they just come at it from slightly different directions if you yeah. know what I mean uh, and there's no doubt that Gary Hours is the man he has the final decision and he decides um, in a funny sort of way and you can read too much into these things and I'll probably take it back in a, in a week or two they, they remind me a little bit of Cyril Knowles and Sean Hazelgrave, the difference being that Sean Hazelgrave was still actually playing when he yeah. came. But um, they were very different characters um, but and came to it from slightly yeah. different, different directions. Uh, 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 Sean Hazelgrave was all, you know, get it, pass it, move. Da -da 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 -da. Cyril was more, more disciplined, functional, had yeah. a very set idea of how he wanted to play and all that kind of stuff. But between them, it worked, uh, and I, and I think with, with with Gary Hours and Martin Cool, it, it's 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 a good mix. It looks yeah. like a good mix. Uh, they're both very passionate about standards. They they are not backward in coming forwards into telling players no. what they want when they're happy and when they're not happy. Um, and the other great thing is that, that from what I can you know uh, perceive. The vast majority of the players are buying into it and uh, and, yeah. and, and are bought into it. And, and why wouldn't you? If, if all of a sudden you can see something working and you're starting to win a game or two or yeah. look like you're winning a game, well, you do it, don't mm. you? You, you? You don't stand like a, a, a spare one at a party going, no, I don't fancy this, do you? No, you don't. No, that's very true. Okay, so any news on the injury front? Anybody, yeah, uh, anybody returning? Clark back. Yes. Um, John Paul Pittman is back in training this week. 
Um, George Dowling, I think, will be back next week from Bristol City. Yeah. Uh, with a, another two months on his we loan. We have news on him, don't yeah, we? Yeah. Uh, uh, he, That's he, good. He, he signed on yeah. a youth loan. And I think by the sound of it, that was about to expire. Yeah. Uh, and they've now kept him for another two months. He's been back at Bristol City while he recovered from this hamstring injury. So he comes back. I think there's a good chance that Jordan Lee might be back uh, uh, next week as well. Yeah. From, Suddenly from it's Bournemouth. a big squad, isn't it? Well, squad, yeah. and that, of course, yeah. creates yeah. its own problems. And, yeah. and I think with those players coming back, I think at the moment... From as far as I can stand, there won't be any new faces or departures before this weekend. Mm -hmm. But if a couple do come back next week, then I, I, I think uh, um, uh, Gary Owens might well start thinking about. Hold on a minute, this is too Swimming many. It back uh, down um, again, yeah. Think about putting a couple of players out on loan, maybe. Well, either that or, yeah. or or tackling a couple of difficult, you know, issues because he, he's you're allowed seven loans. Yeah. Uh, and uh, United, are, I think they're more or less right up with that at the moment. You're only allowed five in any match day in, yeah. a, in a match day squad in the 16, so that dictates that two of them are going to be sitting in the stand. Um, and it's tricky, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And, and also with with fit play, with injured players coming back fit, I don't think Gary Owens wants to have a situation. This is not immediately now, but going forward into yeah. the season where you've got five or six players sat in the stand each week, not involved. He said that's not a healthy situation, yeah. and and he's probably right as well. Old Brian Clough used to say years ago. He said football management is about about looking after eleven players. He said the eleven who aren't in the team, <laughs> you know, yeah. the ones in the yeah. side of, of yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're they're already happy. happy. They're yeah. quite happy. It's the ones who aren't aren't playing that uh, that potentially cause the problems. Indeed. No, there was a cup draw while I was away as well, wasn't there? Was we there? Were, Don't you love we're those away at all the shots. Was there? You get all wound up and you think, yes, yes, and you turn the radio on Talk Sport and you think, let's get Hampton and Richmond in the, in, yeah. in the fourth qualifying round and you get all the shots away. Shot away. And that's next away. Saturday, isn't it? So yes, Saturday, Saturday week. It's coming yeah. up pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, tough one. Well, that is uh, a tough one, isn't it? That's but United have really lost there this season. Aldershot not in the cup three years ago, etc., 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 etc. Well, okay, but United will go up. I hope, especially after Dover on Saturday, in better heart or shape. Indeed, well, yeah. well, they yeah. went up there actually in pretty good shape last time because they got a nil-nil draw out of Tranmere on the opening day of the season, yeah. and then went up for the first away game, lost three-two. Um, and that was quite an eventful uh, night as well. But uh, Gary Owens was quite quick to point out, and I th all credit to him, he said, well, Aldershot won't think that's the easiest draw in the world either. So, no. uh, that's a point, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. They both worked for Aldershot in the past, both assistant managers there. Different um, times, yeah. And, 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 and it'll be a different United team that goes there, just, just yeah. through personnel apart from anything else. And there'll be a good turnout of the fans as well, isn't there? Aldershot's oh, pretty yes. easy to get to. Yeah. Everybody's been to a game at Aldershot at least once, haven't they? So, um, quite. Yeah. And, Put, um, putting you on the spot, Dave. Everybody who's anybody, anyway. Oh, yeah. Putting you on the spot. When was the last time we got over, over the first FA Cup hurdle in a season? Uh, under Martin Ling, years, I think no? it was. Yeah, Martin, it really, under yeah. Martin yeah. Ling, 11-12 season. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh, so they won at time, Chesterfield. They won three one at Chesterfield, and then went out in the second round at Sheffield United. Played well there, lost three two. That is the last cup tie, FA Cup tie United won, uh, November two thousand and twelve. He never fails to disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I must say, I was panicking on Tuesday night because we all looked at each other when they were four up at half time. 
and we were trying to we think oh my goodness if they carry on in the second half yeah. we're, we're going to need to nail down the history books here but uh, we were looking up sixes and fives and yeah. things like that um, so uh, uh, but, but as it happened it was it happened, forward, it was very satisfactory That's indeed right. yeah, yeah. We, who but, needs um, to uh, but you've had a, you've had a, an interesting uh, uh, I, I have. Well, the last three we, places that I've watched football have been Homer's Heath, Plainmore, and the Olympic Stadium in Berlin. Oh, so you just kind of see uh, <laughs> yeah. see every different part of the game. Yeah, I, I was. Apologies for absence last week, of course, but I was in Berlin um, spending a bit of time with my cousin, and being pretty much the king of Berlin, he managed to get tickets for her to Berlin against Bayern Munich. Oh, the king of Berlin. He is the Tremendous. king of Berlin. He's, wow. he, he just runs the place. <laughs> wasn't, so wasn't there a massive crowd for that? 72,000 people there. Well, was very, home of very, yes. <laughs> yeah. But I saw a bit of the future of football and I didn't much like it, I have to say. There was a, an incident in the first half of the game where uh, Bayern were leading 1-0, Hertha were denied a penalty by the referee on a video assist. Oh, my goodness. Um, so has this been trialled over there? Is it? It's, be, it's, it's happening like in the, the Bundesliga yeah. this season. I think it's the first time they've done it. I was surprised. I didn't realise it was going to happen. I thought, penalty, fine, Hertha are back in the game. Uh, and then the referee sauntered so at no great work? speed. Well, he'd awarded the penalty you know there was quite a long time elapsed before he, he eventually made the television screen for the benefit Sign, of people who aren't yeah. watching us were, were, were people hassling him to make that decision or did he make it of his own there was only the, the, the regular sort of um, remonstration from the Bayern players but I'm I imagine that somebody had a word in his ear. Somebody, somewhere, must have said, "You need to, you need to look at this one." Yeah. The fourth official may have had a look at it. Yeah. So he came over to the sideline. A little TV monitor pops up from behind the advertising hoardings. He had a look at it. He took his time over it. Fair play. And then big the screen. The great moment. No, no, it didn't appear on the big screen. Nothing appeared up on the big screen. In fact, so the, the only fans thing they don't showed get to see it. No, the only thing they showed on the big screen was the Hertha goals. They didn't even show the Bayern Munich goals. Right. No, nobody needed to see those. Um, and then the referee made his way very slowly back to the penalty area and then announced that he wasn't awarding the penalty and right. gave the ball to the Bayern Munich goalkeeper, which I thought was odd, a strange way of restarting the game. But it, it spoiled the flow of the game. I know a lot of people think that it's, it's yeah, great, it's the future, but... Giving didn't. it to the goalkeeper strange because if it wasn't a penalty, the game would should have been continued. Yeah, it should. And, and surely the attacking side who have gone into the penalty yeah. area and been thwarted should get the ball back yeah. but that's not the way it but happened you weren't, you weren't too impressed with no. the whole routine no it, I would rather the referee had gone with his instinct gone with what he saw first of all I mean we've all played football mm. and watched a lot of lower division football referees get some of them wrong they get some of them right but I would rather have gone with the referee mm. making the decision rather than go through that. And what your gut feeling is, if, if this is the future, and two or three or four of these incidents that are happening yeah. in every game, we're 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 heading down a very rocky road. I, here. I think we are, and I think yeah. I, I believe they're going to do this in the World Cup next summer, aren't they? Didn't they tried it out in that um, <coughs> Confederations yeah, Cup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and. I have to say, having no. seen it live for the first time, I wasn't impressed, didn't like it. No. Not, not to belittle no. your story, Guy, but just just don't forget that in the Devon and Exeter League, they're trialling yeah. sin bins. No, I think that's a great <laughs> idea. That's a terrific yeah. idea. The yeah. sin bin uh, is a great idea. it's gone down OK. Yeah. Uh, years ago, when I was in, um, in Cambridgeshire, they, they used one of the local leagues up there to trial uh, roll-on, roll-off substitutes. Yeah. That didn't go very well, but they do... They do use these. Sin bins, I think, is a great idea mm. because it's one way that you could deal with 
some bad behaviour on the pitch, stuff like surrounding and intimidating the referee, you could deal with that by putting a player in the sin bin for five minutes. Maybe I'm just a traditionalist. I, I, I just don't like well, it. Well, <laughs> in rugby, with, with you know the old uh, replays there or up to the video yeah, ref yeah. is is because the video ref actually makes the decision. Yes. Yes. Rather than the yeah, referee yeah, yeah. in this particular, but that, that I th- am I right in thinking that it only clocks in on try scoring? Um, I don't think. Uh, I think the referee makes the, yeah. uh, all the other decisions in rugby union. But if he's not sure and wants clarification about whether a try has been scored or not, right, I, I think mean. he goes okay. to that. That, yeah. that, that might involve um, a knock on in the move, whatever. Or, yeah, yeah, whether yeah, the ball's been grounded yeah. in the right, you know, and yeah. then he goes upstairs, as they say. Yeah. Um, although the gra- or most of the fans then have the benefit of seeing all the various. Yeah, I was. I was surprised they didn't show it on the big screen. I um, thought the maybe they just can't yeah. afford a big telly. What, like playing? No, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. I think I think they could. But, um, <laughs> On but, gates of seventy thousand. No, yeah. I mean, you know, we're here. We are. We're all sat around here. We're we're we're, we're yesterday's generation, aren't we? But uh, it's true. Um, Speak for yourself. But <laughs> I think we all of us have reservations about about this whole business of of, yeah. Yeah. of stopping a game. You know, in the the whole point about a rugby try being scored is that play has sort of stopped yeah. anyway. Yeah. Yes. It is when a tra- when when somebody's crossed the line, it's there is a, a natural pause in play. Yeah. Uh, uh, when a penalty appeal goes down, the ball is still in play. Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, until the referee makes a decision one way or yeah. another. Did. Uh, was your recollection was that he had started to award a penalty? Uh, he, he had, yeah, he had, he, he had the, the penalty. Right. He had gone. He pointed so to the, the spot. There had been a stop in play gone, at that stage. Play yeah. stopped, oh, well, in that case, it, then it wasn't somebody, like he waved it on or anything no, like that. Somebody so had a word in his ear, uh, presumably, and said, it. "You need to have a look at this." And then disallowed it. Uh, it was unsatisfactory for me. Yeah. Just call me an old reactionary if you like. No, no, no. We wouldn't dream of doing that. No, it's it's well. I think we're going to have to. Look at this sort of stuff yeah. in the future, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, whether the, whether come, I think one of the worries is for a lot of us is that are the authorities running the game capable and man enough of, to make the right decision in these sort of things? Mm. The part of the thing with new technology, when new, something new comes along, there is this sort of tremendous urge to, to have it and use it instead of being man enough to turn around and say, "This doesn't suit us. This doesn't really work. We're not doing it." No. And everybody says. But you've got it. What do you mean you can't? It's almost smacks of, yeah. n- you know, un- uninventing or something. Well, no, no. Just because something exists or an ability, you don't have to use it. No. Um, and and I think on this pro- on this you know podcast in the past, we we may have mentioned that the whole thing about American football for quite a long time. American football, which let's face it, is the most technological game in yeah. the world, apart from baseball, perhaps. Um, they were going up to the video referees up high in the stands over and over and over again. And, of course, as we all know, American football is a very broken-up game anyway. And it was getting to the point where games were lasting so long uh, yeah. uh, that it was, it was it, the, the show and the product was being affected. And they, uh, about three or four or five years ago, they turned around and went, we're not doing this anymore, threw it back, back down to, to the, the umpires. umpires and the referees yeah. on the pitch yeah. and said, you get on with it. Yeah. And the game has improved as a result. It has. Well, thank you very much for your uh, your company. We've been with you longer than usual this week, but then we did have a, a victory to celebrate, didn't we? This has been the uh, the Herald Express Devon Live Yellow Army Talker United podcast in no particular order. Um, Dover at home, at home to Dover, Plainmore Saturday, three o'clock kickoff. Yeah. Unless, of course, Dover get stuck in traffic, but uh, we'll aim for a three o'clock anyway. We'll see you there. Another thank- three points. Another three points would be nice. Thank you for your company, and as ever, come on, you yellows.